in-studio interview. We've only done one in-studio interview before. You remember uh, what it was? It was Tim Ewis. Tim Ewis. Tim Ewis came in, and you guys talked for an hour. You could have had Tim here the entire show. We've done for, more for than the that, amount. but in your time here, it was exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to having Anthony here especially. That'd be good. And then a little bit to learn what they're doing. They're here to voice right. a Damn Nation right. commercial. How, how that's working between the two. A couple questions for Kyle. A couple questions for Anthony Gould. All-American punt returner for Oregon State. Two punt return touchdowns this year. Mm-hmm. Should be a key contributor along with DJU this upcoming yeah. 2023 season. Looking forward to Ben Ferrer coming up at 1130. He'll be our first guest, as you mentioned. Kyle Dernetti tomorrow. And then on Friday, Laura Berg will join us at 1205 to preview softball, which is only one week away from starting. That's exciting. They'll start the week. A week from Friday, or possibly a week from Thursday. I think they start on the 11th, which would be, what, seven days? Uh, well, no, it would be Friday. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, we'll have Laura come on with the, the show with us, looking ahead to Friday. So we're starting to fill up our dance card here on the Joe Beaver Show. That's good. We we got out in front of the issue. Yeah, yes, we did. There's a lot going on. I was sitting in the studio this morning getting ready for the Clue Morning Update, as I always do. Listen to uh, Petros come on with the guys. He he was on with us yesterday. Petros Papadakis will host the Letter of Intent party, if you will, up in Portland. Let us know if you're going on the uh, uh, University Honda text line, 541-497-5356. And then tomorrow, let us know if you went and how it was. We're going to want to hear from callers tomorrow on just what went on, how it went, how is Petros, all of that. So that's tonight up in Portland. I don't know the times and the particulars, but... You do, if you're going. You already know. It's at the convention center, and they do it every year. But uh, So I listened to Petros, and then right around the time, oh, no, right before he came on around 5.20 in the morning, which would have been 2.20 back east. Well, they said that he let him know. I can't remember the timeline. It was early in the morning when the story broke that Tom Brady was, was leaving. And he did it on social media. You've all heard it. You've all seen it. Rome played it over and over again. And you know, news, top of the hour news, played it over and over again. Very subdued, very quick, very simple. I'm out. And I like that. And he even said in his address, he said, look, you only really get one chance, the big, uh, you know, dramatic type of uh, retirement and all that. I had that last year. So let's just keep it short. And I think that's it. I don't know that we'll hear from him anymore for a while. And then he'll start to do interviews. And then get, what, $350 million to be on TV. 375 from Fox over 10 years. Remember when we said, man, Tony Romo's going to make a lot of money at CBS, $17 million a year? Yeah. And Brady's going to make over that, over twice that. And yet, Greg Olson right now is getting all the love for being as good as he is. So Tom's going to take Greg Olson's job, right? He, I, or not that He's going to take that position, and Greg Olson is going to get bumped down. I think so. And so many tweets after... Sunday's games, and I would agree with them. I was watching that game going, man, this is a really good crew with Burkhart or Burkhold, what's his Burkhart, name? Kevin Burkhart. Kevin Burkhart, sorry. And and uh, Greg Olson, these guys are really good together. And Olson, even though I, I haven't seen a lot of him this year because he's so new, he just kind of explains it in a, almost a howdy-doody way, a real down-home, simple way of of breaking things down. And then sure enough, right afterward, the tweets were all over the place. Wow. Olsen's fantastic. Olsen's the best. This guy's the best. I think they went a little bit too quick on uh, the 375 for Tom because, you know, he's never done it before. It's a lot of money too. He's never done it before. I don't know how they think that it can convert. Now, 
maybe in the off seasons leading up to retirement, he has gone to some, some, uh, uh, TV, you know, uh, training grounds where they train former athletes on how to be an analyst and has shined. I can't imagine he hasn't. He already I, tried out for it. He did. Okay. So yeah, they've heard him in a mock game, but even still, I, I can't imagine that he hasn't even worked on it in the off season these last couple of years, it's knowing a, that that's what he's going to do. It's not that Tom wouldn't be good at it. I'm just curious. Like what we talk about the bubble with, with coaching salaries, how much do you really need to pay an analyst? <laughs> Thirty-seven and a half million. Who was it? Somebody said this morning. Oh, it was Petros. Petros said this morning. He goes, he goes. You know, we're not even that important. Meaning, because he was talking about Brady Quinn working in studio. He goes, you studio guys are way more important than we are. And of course, they. Oh, now come on, Petros. He goes, no. He goes, most people watch the game with the sound down anyway, or they're in a bar where you can't hear the sound. But it's the studio guys that that get all the love. And you know, maybe he's right. I, I don't know. I personally need a good play-by-play guy. Right. I, I, I don't think really you need a good mix. about the analyst, but I do want a good play-by-play guy. And um, they, they tried it when I was a little kid. I remember back, I don't, it was in the 70s, they tried to do a game with no broadcasters at all. And it's dead. And just crowd noise, and it didn't go over so well. I think you need a good mix. Because you know when there's a bad analyst in the booth. Yeah. I remember the 2018 NFL season, Monday Night Football, they had Jason Witten and Booger McFarland in the booth, and it was awful. Yeah. yeah. It was atrocious. It was. And everyone knew it was atrocious. You, yeah. You don't want your color guy taking up all the attention, like what we get with Tony Romo now. When Tony Romo debuted in his first season, people were like, Wow. Yes, everybody loved him. And now... Now they're going after him. Now people cannot stand the fact he's screaming over big plays. Yeah, and and you don't want that. And and I don't know why producers don't get a hold of him and say, okay, come on, knock that off. Because they're paying him so much money. Well, they can't. that's why they would. Like, look, we're paying you a lot of money. you got to do what we ask you to do. And, and um, you know... But where, but where does the leverage go on that? It's like, hey, you guys are paying me a lot of money to be myself, so I need to be myself. Uh, you know what? There's leverage because there's always someone else. And I know Romo's name is big, but it's not as big as Tom Brady. But he signed a long contract. Well, that's true. And then they got to pay him off. So yeah, you got to work with each other to Mm -hmm. make sure that both sides are happy, but they can't just let him run away and do whatever he wants. No, there has to be some reining in and some training and they should say to him, look, you're, you're brand new at this. I know you were great in your first year, but you're, you're slipping. So let's work on it. Don't do this. Don't do that. We should ask Jim Nance what he thinks. <laughs> I wish we could. It's get him. curious. Him and uh, Tony Romo and Phil Sims, who was in the booth with Nance before. I love very that different. Team. I love that team because it lasted for years. It there, did. There was, it was kind of like camera work where you never, no one ever bumped the camera. No, it wasn't spectacular, but it wasn't, wasn't bad at all. It was very good. And I got used to it. And you know, there's games, there's tradition, there's, there's sound that you listen to. Um, you know, John Madden for years was, you know, Pat Summerall and John Madden was the team and for years. And a lot of these guys try to be what Madden was. Madden broke the mold when it came to, uh, a non straight analyst, the analyst before that, I don't even remember to be honest with you, but I imagine they were very straight laced and just talking X's and O's. Madden comes in as an everyday guy, a guy who, you know, blue collar man who says, and bam, wow. And look at the guy over here. And, you know, and he was a heavier set guy. So he, and he was funny and, and he just kind of resonated with everybody. I remember the first uh, pro player analyst that came after, not so much after him while he was still on, but, but after a while, 
and they tried to copy them and it just didn't work. And, and then things got changed and then they created a school for them, this class where they have to take and go through and train and, and it's an off season thing. And, and, uh, I just hope Brady's working on it because, you know, everybody right now is on the Greg Olson bandwagon. I, I don't think Greg Olson should be taken out of a prominent role. I enjoy it. it again. It is not, it's not something where like, he's annoying. So when it flows along, yeah. it's good. The guy for me, unlike for you, you were a Madden guy. You, you're significantly older than I am. So you got to actually listen to John Madden on television. I don't remember listening to John Madden on television. Now, my favorite guy to watch as a color analyst has had a massive falling out with the NFL was John Gruden on Monday Night Football. Oh, I love Gruden. I thought John Gruden was fantastic as an analyst with Mike Tirico. That was my favorite broadcast crew to watch growing up. That won't be a thing anymore. However, John Gruden had a very unique style. He explained the game very well, and the energy level wasn't annoying. It's not Tony Tony Romo-level annoying, but he brought his energy up enough when he's describing the plays and the way he's talking and the way he's bringing guys up it was great. It was funny. It was entertaining. Yeah. And it complemented the product perfectly. And it made you, gave you something to look forward to on Monday night, which is important. Yeah. It, it's, a, it, it's a combination of personality, likability, and knowledge. And then, and then chemistry with, with the, uh, the play-by-play person. And it works. Uh, I, I am surprised that Tony Romo is getting so much heat because he got so much love in his first year out. I didn't really have an opinion on him. I thought, well, it's too bad for Phil Sims. I like Phil Sims, but... It's okay. I didn't pay that close attention. I do pay attention to the guys that I really like. And uh, I just thought, wow, this Olsen guy's pretty good, and I know he's brand new at it. Another thing with Romo, he got paid a lot of money really quick. Yeah. He got that contract after his first season in the broadcast. It's amazing what, like, we just started this conversation. It's how much they're getting up front before they've done anything. It's like you should have to work a little bit before you you have a value to you. Anyway, that didn't mean to get off into that, but real quickly before we continue, I want to mm-hmm. mention that we have a contest going on right now, and it's for a pair of tickets to Friday night's women's basketball game at 6 o'clock this Friday night at Gill Coliseum as the women take on ninth-ranked Utah. That is a big showdown, big showdown. In fact, uh, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll do that. Well, but then people, okay, we're going to give away a pair tomorrow, but we're also going to give away a pair today. So here's the key word. Let's do it. It's initials for Tamia Gardner. TG. All you got to do is text TG to 497-5356. And at the end of the show, like I do on the morning show with Dougie, I've already plugged it into the computer and the computer will pull the winner. And when we do it at 1250, I, I, I set the deadline for 1250 this morning. To, uh, to stop taking uh, the text, but just text TG for Tamia Gardner and because uh, she just got her career started a couple of weeks ago and, and uh, you can win a pair of tickets. They are lower balcony, lower balcony seats for Oregon State women's basketball against ninth rank Utah, and we'll do that drawing just before the end of the program today. That should be fun when, uh, when Kyle and, and, and Anthony are on. 541-497-5356. Anthony Gould joining us uh, later on about 1230 today. Coming up here in about 10 minutes, we're going to talk with Ben Ferrer and get his thoughts on the upcoming baseball season. You you said you mentioned third team All-American, D1Baseball.com. It's turning out, TJ, that, and we love D1Baseball.com. They are, to me, they're the best. 
at least they're the most comprehensive. Their coverage is the most comprehensive coverage. They got several guys, not just uh, Aaron Fitt and Kendall Rogers, but others that cover the entire country every day, year round, even in the, the, the darkness of the off season. These guys are working on it, but they didn't put the Beavers in the top 25. And we had Aaron Fitt on and, and, you know, asked him, what, what do you think? Well, they're young, and that was basically, they're young and not proven. Okay, fine. But they may be the only source that doesn't have them in their top 25 because there are several publications now that do have the Beavers at least between 20, 21 and 25. It's good for a motivation tactic, though. Sure. That- I don't know how much you got to listen to the softball availability last week. Do we play any in on the air at all? We, we could talk about, we'll ask Laura about we, this on Friday. Let's, let's ask Laura about this on Friday because something I didn't pick up on too much in the spring when I was calling games for them, Yeah. which in fact, I'll get to do again this spring, which Sweet. I'm really looking forward to. I think two pack 12 series this year on the stream at home. That'll be exciting. Regardless, both Frankie Hamoudi and Grace Mesmer, who are up there on the stand, mentioned, yeah, we love a chip on our shoulder, and Coach mm. encourages us always to have that, and that it's the same thing for this when you're not ranked. Give you a little edge. Give you a little edge. If you're preseason number one, you got to f- still find a way to put manufacture a chip on your shoulder, mm-hmm. and it's just so much easier the lower you get ranked, and all the guys in that clubhouse, I'm sure, have seen those rankings, have seen the, the lack of preseason All-America, although I don't no, if I really blame D1 Baseball for not naming no. more Beavers preseason All-Americans because the All-Americans are gone and it's a lot of unknown. We agree. We don't even know that much because we still don't even have a roster. Right. And first pitch is two weeks from tomorrow or two weeks from Friday? Uh, the 15th. Or no, the 17th, which is a Friday. So, so yeah. two weeks from Friday. Two weeks from Friday. We still don't have a roster. So <laughs> that says all that needs to be said. It'll be interesting, though, to talk to Ben Ferreira, a guy with an interesting path here to Oregon State and a guy who really burst onto the scene last year out of the bullpen. Just a filthy slider, dude who threw primarily sliders. Got a couple questions to ask him. I'm curious, does he see himself starting? Are they going to let him start? I know you were chatting with Mike before the show. We do. Oh, OSUBeavers.com must have just come out. Um. Yeah, this one's an updated 2023 roster. Wow. I don't know when they put it up. It was there when I was looking at it earlier this morning. Maybe it was this morning then. Yeah. Okay, there we so go. that's good news. That's great oh. news. Well, we can look at this roster. How about that? But that'll be a, that'll be interesting to look at. I'm looking forward to it. I, and right. I'm looking at Ben. I don't know if I've gotten to talk to Ben before. Maybe after a game once or twice, but otherwise I'm not sure. He's had a long road here. Well, and he's paid it off very well. You can find all the good stuff at OSUBeavers.com. They got the rosters, they got stats, they got uh, all the coverage of everything. And, and you can go there too on the schedule and go to the far right if you need things like box scores or uh, connections to the radio links uh, or anything like that. Of course, for, for our purposes, we will, be, uh, we will be streaming every game unless there's conflict. Because we only have one stream, and if there's a basketball game and a baseball game going on at the same time, we've always we always have to go with the team that's in season first. So we will stream um, basketball and then uh, not be able to baseball. However, there's others. I don't want to turn anybody away from us to go somewhere else, but there's other platforms you can stream baseball on. That's not a problem. 
But as you know, when you have the when you have the choice and you know we're streaming it, we we want you to come here to kejoam.com <laughs> on the different like tune in and whatnot. And looking forward to another season of having a 15-minute pregame show before Yeah, we'll do that before baseball. This will be like year number four for that. And we haven't really looked at the schedule to see where the conflicts are, but um, it, I, I imagine something will come up. And, and there be, will be. There'll be some during the tournament, too, yeah. I would imagine, the Pac-12 tournament, tournament. Men's basketball, women's basketball, whatever it is, we, we uh, baseball kind of takes a little bit of a backseat in the early portion of things, and then once basketball's done, um, Mike comes back and it goes full full steam ahead, and we expect a good year this year. I, I really do. I was asking Mike, you know, what what do you think? He goes, well, you know, look, there's there's no no reason why they can't make a push for Omaha again, and uh, they've done it. it. Seemed like every five years they get there, um, and uh, they did in 2018, winning the whole thing. 2017 was the most amazing year. 2017 was the most amazing year. 2018, 60 and even, six, even better. Even 16, better six, with the title. 54 and 6. 54 four and four, 4 going in. So what was... Uh, so it would be 2, re, 3... Uh, I can't remember. I think it's 56 and 6. Yeah. was the final in 17. That was unbelievable. I'll never forget it. I remember calling the, the first couple of games, and they lose to Ohio State, a routine loss uh, on a, a nighttime game, a rare night game at... Uh, at Surprise. At Surprise, because it seemed like the Beavers were always in the right slots, which they were, because they ran the thing. They, they ran it and put it all together. And just kind of breaking up the equipment and getting ready to go back to the hotel. Somebody had said, one of the players said, that they, later on, that they had kind of a coach, or a, a no-coaches, player-only meeting after that. And you had leaders like Trevor Larnick, um, you know, Adley Rutschman, and, and uh, Nick Madrigal, back in those days and and they had a players only meeting after like the third or the fourth game a loss to Ohio State saying this is ridiculous we shouldn't lose and <laughs> you're thinking well okay normally you would have those those meetings when things are falling apart but this was like three or four games into the season and right after that they rattled off a 23 game winning streak the first of two in that season another 23 game winning streak later in the year and they finished just with a ridiculous four losses on the season. That's just unbelievable. Anyway, that was back in 2017. We're looking ahead to 2023. Ben Ferrer joining us here in just a couple of minutes. We'll uh, chat with him about what he's looking forward to, where his where he thinks his position is on the mound. I understand it. He's he's kind of like Rich Dorman said, a, a Jack Coletto, really. Mike asked him. He said, well, like Jack Coletto? Absolutely, Dorman said. On whether he's a starter, whether he's coming out of the pen, long relief. Uh, you know, late relief, whatever it might be, he can cover it all. So where does Ben see himself? And is he okay being being a jack of all trades on the mound or out of the bullpen? That's what he's good at. Yeah. I'm just curious if he has the length in him to start. Because right now, as we have documented, we don't know what the Beavers have on the mound. We don't know if the upside is there in the starters' roles, which that wins in the postseason, that wins in regionals, super regionals, in Omaha. Starting having good starting pitching wins you a lot, and the Beavers right now don't have a lot proven that. And and Ben Ferrer, you could argue, would have the most upside of any of those guys if they were to go out there and start. There's a couple times this year. I mean, he'd go four, or five innings. Can he stretch it out to to six and seven? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll ask him. We'll see what he's feeling. 
How many innings, before we go to break, how many innings should a collegiate baseball starter in a program like Oregon State be able to give you on, a, on an average, regular basis? A hundred. No, how many innings per game, per, per oh, outing? Five to six. Five to six, okay. I think when, you, when you're asking for a starter, I think that is pretty reasonable. By the so, way, gone are the days of the uh, CG which was my favorite stat in baseball. Especially at the collegiate level, you can't run these guys out there for 135 pitches. No, not no. anymore. No, and they've pretty much, I don't remember seeing or calling a game over about 110. I can't remember. Now somebody will probably throw one at me and say, what are you talking about? Possibly, but I just, usually around that that marker, they're, they're pulling guys out. Yeah. Uh, Andy Unger texted in, he is going to the letter of intent signing day tonight. And it's at the Embassy Suites Tigard. I forgot about that. It's not the convention center, but it is the Embassy Suites Tigard. So hopefully we'll hear from Andy tomorrow and anybody else who's going. All right, let's break. We'll come back with Ben Ferrer from the Oregon State baseball team next on 1240 Joe Radio. The Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies, including Safeco Insurance. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, or Tom Worth. They'll help you find an insurance plan that works best for you. Call 541-757-1315 or stop by at 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. The Unified Insurance Group, your hometown team, always putting you first. Hey, everyone. If you're looking for an appliance like a refrigerator or a freezer or dishwasher, cooking appliances, washers and dryers, or an appliance accessory, contact Kellenberger Appliance in Lebanon. The best place to buy appliances at 21 Main Street in Lebanon. They offer install and delivery on the product they sell like Whirlpool, Frigidaire, Maytag, Speed Queen. They even offer service on most major brands. Kellenberger Appliance at 21 Main Street in Lebanon and on the web at kellenbergers.com. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go be what happens when you're voted the best new car dealership and the best used car dealership in the mid-willamette valley do you gloat about it or do you just simply say the complete redesigned crv hrv civic pilot and accords are now at power honda in albany off of sanium highway for you to take a test drive i think you do both and for more information go to mypowerhonda.com that's mypowerhonda.com Summer, with all of its events and parties, is on the way. Call Forks and Corks today and make your reservation. Large or small, Forks and Corks Catering will make your event spectacular. From sit-down dinners to buffets or delicious bites, they'll work with you to choose a menu based on taste and budget. Forks and Corks will ensure an enjoyable experience for you and your guests. A spectacular symphony of sensory delight. View their menu and list of venues online. Forks and Corks Catering, events designed to delight. Catering to the Willamette Valley since 2011. Readers of the Albany Democrat Herald voted Stutzman Krupp Contractors the best roofer in the Mid-Valley for 2021 and 2022. As Stutzman and Krupp, they employ a large team of roofers so they get in and get it done, often just one day. Ask about their special winter rates, estimates are free, and there's financing available too. So if you need a new roof, 
Call or stop by their showroom on Rice Street in Albany. Stutzman and Krep Contractors, they do it right. CCB 96278. Have you been putting off that home remodeling project? Have you decided that this is the year to get it done? For nearly 35 years, people in the Mid-Valley have been going to Corvallis Floor Covering. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, countertops, window coverings, and wood and luxury vinyl flooring from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or at CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering. We continue with the Joe Beaver Show here on this beautiful-looking Wednesday, and it's, it's time to start talking some baseball as we welcome in our first guest of a, a guest-heavy day today on the program. Ben Ferrer joins us from Oregon State Baseball. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate you taking time for us. What's your schedule nowadays? Uh, you've got uh, baseball at the same time and classes around it, um, and, and that's pretty much all you're doing? Oh yeah, so we uh, we lift about three or four times a week and early in the morning, and then that's a break for class in between. And practice really kick, kicks off around one every day, one through four thirty or so. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And then you gotta yeah, you gotta work out and keep keep doing all that. All right, so here you go, coming into twenty three uh, after last year off season workouts. How did it go for you? Oh, they went real, really well. I'm in a strong place right now. Looking forward to the season. Feel like I'm ready to get this thing going. A little late last year, a little off, uh, sore in some places. Did you have any work done, and, and how are you feeling after uh, any off-season work? Uh, yeah, so I actually, I've been at last year. I had on a hip injury, and so over the summer, I had to go in, get a procedure to clean up my left hip labrum, so... That took pretty much all of my summer and all of my fall, just recovering back from that. But, you know, good training staff here, so I was able to, able to get back and fully healthy and ready to go. Ben Ferrer joining us here on the Joe Beaver Show. Ben, this is TJ here with John. So how are you feeling now? Are you, you feel, you're feeling completely healthy with that hip? Oh, yeah, I'm 100%. So it, I would imagine then, like you said, most of your offseason spent rehabbing. Because the question I have, so now that you spent a full season at Oregon State, how did you envision you were going to approach this offseason opposed to when you were at USC Upstate before? The difference in culture, the difference of being here saying you want to win a national championship and, and you want to see Oregon State succeed at the highest level. And So when you, you hit the offseason after that Game 3 lost to Auburn, what was going through your mind? What, what was uh, priority number one besides that hip thing? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that loss really hurt everyone here. So... I mean, I was really looking forward to as soon as that season ended, take maybe a week or so off and just, you know, get back to it to make sure, make sure it lost happen again. And, you know, it started pretty early out in the summer. Everyone's here working really hard, working out, making sure to get back to Omaha. So that was really, that was really my goal over the summer. Ben Ferrer joining us. And Ben, we talked to Garrett Forrester at uh, the, the media day last week. Uh, him and Travis and Mitch were up there talking on the podium. Garrett mentioned he had a picture of Auburn dogpiling on uh, on the Goss Stadium mound in Game Three. Does anyone else have something similar to that in their lockers? Uh, yeah, I do as well. Actually, a few a few of us do, and I, I know it's pretty cheesy, but I've had a, a screensaver on the back of my phone. It's been Auburn dogpiling on my mm. phone ever since we lost that. So it's a just a daily reminder for me for 
that feeling at the end of last year and what we're uh, striving to do this year. As long as you don't obsess over it, it's not a bad thing at all. It's just a reminder of getting back to work and making sure you finish it, right? Yeah, 100%. When do you get to change that screensaver? <laughs> uh, hopefully I can change it. That's hoping up. Uh, holding up a fourth national championship. That'd be that'd be a good time for me. <laughs> At the end of June is the answer, right? Yeah. <laughs> end of June. Or if we get some revenge on Auburn this year, that'd be that'd be good too. Okay. Ben, let's let's get into this year now. Look, on a broad sense, what goals do you have set out for yourself for this twenty twenty three season? Uh for me for myself, I'm just looking to do I mean, fill any role coaches ask of me, go out there and just give the team good quality innings. I mean, I'm ready to be a workhorse for the team and then just do everything I can to help the team win. So help us hopefully win the pack this year, host more, another regional, super regional, and make it to Omaha. You mentioned fulfilling roles, and we're, we're trying to figure out what role what you're going to do here in 2023. Last year, you were a swingman. You, you started a game. You were in long relief, short relief, out of the bullpen. Is there a role you like more? I know uh, some quotes out there on the internet. You said, oh, man, I love this relieving thing. I love the adrenaline. I love being out able to just go out there and throw as hard as I possibly can. And I really think it benefits your slider as well watching. I'm sure you agree with the, the results you've gotten on the mound. Are you? Is your mindset, hey, I, I only want to be a reliever, or are you open to the idea of going long and starting as well? I mean, I'm open. I'm open for anything. I know. I, uh, previously at Upstate, I've had a couple of years of starting experience. So, I mean, I love doing that. And I, I mean, I love relieving too. I mean, you put put me in. I love being in any close game, uh, especially competing at the highest moments when the game really matters. That's just where I love being. And. Ben Ferrer, our guest, I was talking to Mike Parker literally with seconds to go before we had to open our microphones today, and he was giving me uh, uh, parts of conversation that he had with with your coach, Coach Dorman, telling me that you picked mm-hmm. up a new pitch this offseason, and I can't remember what he said. It was too scrambled. Did you come up and work on something new for yourself this year? Uh, not a new pitch. Just I've really been focused on developing my changeup, especially in inner squads and everything, to give myself that third pitch option. So if I'm going, if I'm starting or going through a lineup second or third time, I really have that another option to get hitters out with. And so the development's been going really well with that and inner squads and everything. So I'm excited to use that in the spring. How, how does the changeup feel? What kind of changeup is it? Did, did you model it after anyone? Uh, I mean, it's, it's a circle changeup. I've been throwing pretty much my whole college career. And I'd say it's a little bit, still bit on the firmer side than a usual changeup, but... I mean, it's just been something I've been really working on and developing. And the more the more you throw it, the better it gets. Ben Ferrer joining us, and, and your slider as well. I, were, were you, you were primary slider last year. I, did you throw it over half the time? I can't remember. Uh, yes, sir. I'm pretty sure. I think the final splits on it were either half the time or slightly above, maybe like fifty-two percent or something. I don't remember the exact numbers. And that's pretty unique, especially at the college level. Guys at the college level, as you know, sometimes struggle with control, and the easiest way to rein that in is fastball. I mean, where did you where did you get this comfortability with your slider for for it to be such an effective pitch, and for you to be so comfortable using it in really any situation? Yeah, I mean, I, I think just I mean, catch play every day, throwing every day, bullpen, just really working on it, and just you know, getting that feel for it. I was able to. Get to the point where I could throw it just as easy as my fastball, 
locating it where I want. I just think repetition and just practice driving everything just allows me to get to that point where it's almost second nature. Ben Ferrer, our guest for just an, a, a, a minute or two remaining. Oregon State baseball getting underway on February 17th in surprise against New Mexico. We're going to have Brad Brown on the show on Friday. We've been talking, Ben, lately. We're not new to the game, especially TJ. He, he's Mr. Baseball here. We're not new mm-hmm. to, to analytics. I, at being 57 years old, and Mike, of course, the voice of the Beavers, not new to it, but not really grasping it or, or, or welcoming it in as much as uh, your generation is. So mm-hmm. when you guys are, when you and TJ are breaking down your slider and, and you're talking spin rate and, and, and the splits on how often you're throwing it, how much do you utilize Brad and his numbers and, and this whole analytics thing? Does it really help you? And do you get a lot of information from different, uh, different categories that they have come up with? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a tool. We've got all the tools and stuff that I didn't have in my previous college. So it's great. Brad's great with, uh, giving us reports after each outing. We get the whole trackman report telling us, you know, velo, spin, horizontal movement, vertical break, tail, access, everything that really just helps us uh, determine, like, all right, this pitch was in a good spot today and we get out. And then if not, like, maybe like a dead zone speed or or whatever, like something we need to work on or change. And that just really, it also really helps me in the pitch usage so, like, a good slider last year. So, like, it was really good uh, analytically. So, that just helped me determine, all right, we're going to throw this more than or so-and-so. And that just, that just goes to prove, like, Brad's great and just working with the analytics team here. Does it ever become too much, like, trying to drink out of a fire hose? Or do the coaches do a good job of just presenting to you things that they think you should work at? Uh, they do a good job, for sure. I mean, there's so much more stuff that we could see, but they just, they just kind of show us that, a little piece of it for our sakes and everything. But when it gets down to the point two and you're competing in the game, like, you know, I don't think about analytics or anything. You just go out there and compete. It's personally good for just like bullpen days or before practice, after practice video. But once you're obviously once you're in the game, it's time to time to just focus on getting that hitter out. So Ben, when you say this slider looks good by the numbers, what do you mean by that? What are you looking at? Uh, for me, so I throw more of a gyro slider. That's, it's pretty uh, similar. You want to be close to, uh, you know, not as much horizontal. She's kind of pretty, I turn it well with my fastball. So I really just look at the harder I throw it, obviously, the better it is. And then the closer I can get to uh, a good access, that's what I'm really, access, that's really what I'm looking for. <clears throat> No, that's great. That is great stuff. Well, we're out of time. You gave us a really good amount of your time. Thanks for coming on. Best of luck. It's just getting started. Beaver fan can't wait. And you're going to have a lot of support down in Surprise from Beaver fans. So I know you came over from UC uh, Upstate, and it's it's different here. You're well aware of that. And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you're having a great time. Thanks for joining us, Ben. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me. All right, there you go. That's uh, Ben Ferrer, third-team All-America, preseason All-America joining us here on the Joe Beaver Show. I, I had one last question. We, we're going a little long. I'm going to save it for Kyle Dernetti, and that is to ask about the, the, uh, the rotation and without letting them, letting him get in trouble, because I don't know if coaches want to keep it under wraps, because we really don't know what the lineup will be. Coaches may know, Rich and, and Mitch uh, probably do have a really good idea. We don't want the kids to out anything, but 
the general question of you guys know what it might be and 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 are you comfortable with what's coming back this year to make a, a deep run? We won't know until two weeks. Right. I don't think we won't know week of. Well, we no. could ask Josh week of. He'll yeah. probably know. He'll be down there and surprise. He'll have a better idea. We can give our best guess sure. on what the starting rotation is. Do you have a guess right now? Kamats, Jaron Hunter, and well, I have the roster now, so I can look at it. It's, I, I know Kamats is going to be in there. Jacob, the Friday night guy? I don't know who's starting first. No, we don't know. We're guessing. Yeah, we're guessing. But you're Eight. saying it's close. I'm saying Kamats. I'm going to say Lattery. I'm going to say Trent Sellers. Sounds like they're very high on a guy who was starter at a Juco before he came over here. And remember, you, you got to choose from the guys that can go long innings. And remember, they're going to have four or five starters. It's going to need a couple midweek guys oh, yeah. as well. And someone could just seize the the starting spot. You know what's weird? And I saw this for uh, the first you know, probably three years of, of calling baseball. Uh, 17, 18, 19, I go back to. When we would be in surprise, and I know it's against it lesser hitting, lesser opponents. You know, lesser by that I mean, you know, you've got the Beavers, the best team in college baseball, basically playing teams like New Mexico and Gonzaga, who, by the way, is a very good program. And they've gotten even better than they were five years ago. But pretty much every game, Oregon State would be the favorite, if you will. Yeah. And uh, by the third and fourth start, someone would step up and look really good and make you feel like, wow, they're going to be your great Tuesday night and Wednesday night starters. But then once you got away from surprise and into the season, they didn't, didn't fare so well. Especially and, uh, midweeks are tough to judge. Yeah. Last year, Oregon State had a couple midweeks where it's just, eh, it's interesting. Remember Grand Canyon came here and just smacked him around. The oh, pitching yeah. side. They didn't have Ben pitched in that game. It was, it was not pretty. We yeah. got, we can ask him about the, Hey, you know, an example of how midweeks, Great it's teams, tough. it's tough. Great teams win midweeks. That's why baseball is so fun. There's so many positions and so many numbers to keep an eye on. What are you good at over here? Well, you got to get better at it over there. Uh, catching, you know, there could be any number of number of guys that can be behind the plate this year mm-hmm. for Oregon State. Gavin Logan off to the pros, so it'll be a lot on Tanner yeah. Smith and and other guys. I don't remember who's who's behind Tanner Smith. Yeah. So anyway, let's take a break and come back again. TG Tamia Gardner initials for women's basketball tickets Friday night. We'll draw at the end of the uh, program here at 1250. So next hour, Anthony Gould and Kyle Bjornstad joining us. Gould, of course, wide receiver for Oregon state coming in to cut a commercial uh, for the damnation NIL, which uh, we'll, we'll find out how it all works and what they're working on. And then uh, of course here in just about 15, 20 minutes or so, we're going to talk with Angie Machado. From BeaverBlitz.com, it's Letter of Intent signing day, but it's all quiet because back in December, what was it, the 20th or 21st, Oregon State and everybody else had that initial signing day, which takes the luster off this second one. I I remember when they were just kind of banding around just a few years ago, having a second one, an earlier one. Well, why two? Make it one and just have it be done. It should just be this one. And uh, we'll we'll talk with Angie coming up here at the... uh, after the top of the hour. All right, back after this, don't forget the phone number, 541-497-5356. That's for the uh, the call-in line, which is the Downward Dog phone line and, of course, the University Honda text line here on Joe Radio. At family-owned and operated Lifetime Gutters, they have over 20 years of experience in providing exceptional gutter services 
to a wide range of commercial and residential properties in the Willamette Valley, including gutter installation, cleaning, maintenance, and moss treatment. At Lifetime Gutters, they set the standard in guaranteed quality craftsmanship and back it with a lifetime warranty. To learn more or request a quote, contact Lifetime Gutters today at 541-360-0145 or visit their website at lifetime-gutters.com. At Albin's Plumbing, we're boring. Hi, I'm Katie Albin, and I want everyone to know that at Albin's Plumbing, we're boring. Directional boring, to be exact. So if you need to run a pipe underground, under a driveway, or under a sidewalk, and you don't want to destroy your yard in the process, the boring people at Albin's Plumbing can help you with your directional boring. Just give us a call. At Albin's Plumbing, plumbing's all we do. Call 754-8282, Albin's Plumbing. Have you been putting off that home remodeling project? Have you decided that this is the year to get it done? For nearly 35 years, people in the Mid-Valley have been going to Corvallis Floor Covering. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, countertops, window coverings, and wood and luxury vinyl flooring from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or at CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering. Equipped from front to rear with industry-leading, easy-to-use features, Kubota B-Series tractors are the total package. With high horsepower and excellent durability and implements that easily attach and detach, Kubota B-Series tractors can do anything in any season. See Lynn Benton Tractor and Tangent or go to KubotaUSA.com for more information. Ah, the RV life. Carefree living at its best. Find everything you need for worry-free RV living at Lassen RV Parts and Service. At Lassen RV, you can talk to experts who will see to it that you have the right solution for your RV. We carry everything right down to the special RV-approved two-ply toilet paper. Lassen RV and Lassen RV Parts and Service, where friends send their friends. Just east of I-5 on Highway 20 in Albany and at LassenRV.com. Okay. I just asked a question of TJ Mm -hmm. and it was, I thought, no, 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 let's do this on the air. Break down in the simplest form, how a pitcher becomes the pitcher of record. I'm going to explain it. I'm going to preface it with the reason I have to explain it this much and for it, how it's stupid, it's going to sound is why the stat should not exist. Okay, good. It is the pitcher of record is the pitcher that is in the game after the fifth inning whose team leads from then till the end of the game. So the starter has to go five complete. Yes. To be the winner if you win the game. Yes. Okay. Um, then let's say they go four and a third and, and you're losing two to, three to two and your first reliever comes in and finishes out the game. And in the process of that, you retake the lead and win the game. Who gets the win? Only one reliever in the game? Yeah. And you're down three to two. Yeah. That reliever gets the win. Okay. And the starter gets a no decision. A no decision because they didn't go five. Is that right? Right. You can get a loss by pitching less than five innings. You cannot get a win okay. without pitching more so than five. What are some other scenarios that make it confusing? A pitcher can go seven sh- uh, seven no-hit shutout innings, get pulled from the game. His reliever gives up a solo home run. Uh, 
Okay, tie game 0-0. Your starting pitcher goes seven shutout innings, ends up with a no decision, even though he pitched great. Has nothing. It's... Um, if, if you lose because they because you lost one nothing on a or whatever on a home, so the reliever gets run. the loss there because he comes in and gives up the run. Right. Or you could do six and two thirds perfect innings, then you give up a home run before you get the final out of the seventh inning. Your team doesn't score the rest of the game. You get shut out and you get a loss despite going seven innings, allowing one run on one hit. Wow, it's baseball it's, it's, that way. The stat should be banned. It is. It is has nothing to do with how the pitcher pitched. A guy can go five innings and give up nine runs and get a win. You can go eight innings and give up one run and be tabbed with a loss. But aren't, there must be categories now in analytics or ways that that uh, scouting looks at that and can see what the guy actually did. Yeah, you just don't look at his win loss. Great. Just I don't. I don't. Innings, I don't look at a pitcher's win loss. Innings pitched, strikeout to, Inning, uh, to walk. Yeah, ratio innings pitched, ERA. ERA. Uh, walk, Another one that's easy to understand, walks and hits per innings pitched. I mean, mm-hmm. Michael even throw that one around. Whip, Ben Ferrer's whip was .75, which is elite. Mm-hmm. Less than a hit slash walk per, per inning pitched. So he gives up less than a base runner per inning. Yeah. That's really good. And then all the advanced numbers that we won't, we, we, you can dive into if you want. If not, expected ERA. Strikeout rate is a good one, too. Strikeout rate represents, you know, Per batter, how many guys can you just strike out? I mean, there's guys in the big leagues on a hot streak. They can go 40 innings in a row and strike out 40% of the batters. That is really good. Edwin Diaz this year for the Mets struck out, I think, 49% of batters over the course of the whole season. That doesn't matter what his ERA is. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what his win-loss record is. Uh, Closers win-loss records are always awful because Mm -hmm. they save the game. They don't win the game. Right. They're already in the game with the lead, so you can't get a win. So you could only get a loss. Again, why it's a stupid stat. And so Edwin Diaz strikes out 49% of the batters. Okay, so a coin flip of a batter that the guy's going to strike out at the plate. Wow. wow. Well, that's why you've got all the uh, the newer stat lines. Right. So it, guys can really be, be seen for what they do. I don't even think strikeout rate's that new of a stat. You just do strikeouts versus batters faced. That's all it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, Makes sense. It's easy, it's easy to understand. How many batters are you striking out per Every plate? Time you, yeah, exactly. It's very simple. So that's a way to understand it. And Ben Ferrer's isn't that high. I think his strikeout rate's probably near 30%. He had 78 strikeouts in 63 innings, which is a good rate. It's over 10 per nine, yeah. especially as a reliever. And he doesn't give up that much hard contact either. We don't have those numbers available. For all the big leaguers, you can go look up those numbers too. You, what what your average exit velocity is that you give up per batted ball. Mm-hmm. It, below 90 is usually good. Above 92 is pretty bad. That, that means you're usually getting hit harder right. more than normal. And the elite guys are usually down near like 87, 88 miles an hour. And the average exit velocity means the guy's not barreling the ball. They're hitting it on the ground a lot. They're yeah. getting it off the end of the bat. They're getting it off the label. It's hard to barrel you up. Mm. Who's the best pitcher? that covers all the categories um, on average with the, the best numbers. In other words, this guy kicks it in virtually every category there is. Justin Verlander. And what about... The off- recent version of Justin Verlander. And what about offense? Aaron Judge. Okay. Is that because of the stat we talked about yesterday? Kind of, but... It- it's not even just that, because besides the fact he hit 62 home runs this past year, yeah. he also hit yeah. over 300, which is a stat you guys would like. 
Yeah. You hit 62 home runs and hit over 300. It helps when you're getting walked 20% of the time. Right. And you're hitting all those balls out of the park and you're getting pitched around. And he, if you look at the other stats, if you look at Aaron Judge's average, average exit velocity for balls that he hits, it's the top one in baseball because he, on average, when he barrels a baseball, hits, harder than, hits it harder than anyone else. So those numbers all check out for what he does. And an all-time example of that is Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds, despite the fact, yes, he did juice, but he swings and makes contact with the baseball. Mm -hmm. He crushes it every single time. Every yeah, single time. Th there should be there should be some some credit for a guy who can get contact. Put the steroid ring ring steroid wing in the Hall of Fame. That's all I ask for <laughs> for Barry. CBB writes in and says there was talk very late in the season. Can't remember the year bringing Randy Johnson in for at least one out in the fifth inning with the Mariners up big when he was approaching a win milestone. And that's a perfect example how you can fudge a guy's wins. He would pitch. He could pitch one out of the fifth inning, collect the win, and not have to pitch the rest of the game. That's uh, that doesn't seem. It's right. such a weird. It's such a weird line. It, it's so weird. And the the I'm gonna I'm trying to I, as you can tell I'm trying to work less crutch words into my sentencing, more pausing for myself. The fact that Cy Youngs, some Cy Young awards are chosen for wins. I think back to. 2017, Rick Porcello had, or 16, one of those. He, if you looked at all the other numbers, didn't beat anyone else in, in many pitching staffs, but he won 22 games, so they gave him the award. It's like, oh, so he had the best offense. And you win a Cy Young Award because your team scored the most runs behind you. Yeah. I, I'd like to see you watch some of these uh, documentaries on on. Um... Nolan Ryan, the Nolan Ryan one was amazing. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see you watch that. The one that Mike talked about on HBO. I still haven't had a chance to see it yet. Um, on Willie Mays. That one's good. I need to, is there a documentary on, was it Doc Ellis who threw a no hitter on acid? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I've read an article on it. I'm going to, I'm going to Google it real quick. I think I brought it up before. Yeah. There's been some wild stuff. That's for sure. That is a very unique. Yeah, it is Doc Ellis. That is a baseball only story. And you, you know, I think you might enjoy um, it's, I, I believe it's still on Netflix. It might, if not, it would be on Amazon prime. Uh, the battered bastards of baseball, hmm. which chronicles uh, two is either two or three years. I, I, I'm sure it was two years. Of the Portland Mavericks. Interesting. It was the Portland Beavers since 1903. They left town. I can't remember where they went. So Bing Russell, who was a, a Western star in, in Hollywood, and his son Kurt Russell, you know Kurt Russell? Yeah. From Disney movies back in the 70s all the way up to uh, all the different stuff that he does. He, I guess the last one was the Marvel movie that he did. Anyway, Kurt Russell, when Kurt was a teenager... He was a ball boy, and he worked with, or he was on the team. I think he was on the team, the Mavericks, back in the 70s. Bless you. And it was it was fascinating. I remember going through it as a 10, 11-year-old watching it. And uh, there were some big-name players on that team. A really well-done documentary on baseball in Portland, a city that is big enough for Major League Baseball. And might have been even back then. I don't know. You know, as far as people goes, yes, but you have to have sponsorship dollars. That, that's where it was always a problem. And a fan base. Uh, yeah, the fan base, too. Now it's easily a fan base 
size. Anyway, we're almost done with the hour. Again, 497-5356-TG. Text that for a pair of tickets to win for Friday night's basketball game. And a whole new hour coming up next. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240 Joe Radio. I'm Jim Chesko with your money now. Stocks are battling back from earlier moderate losses and are now mixed after there were no real surprises out of the Federal Reserve as it wrapped up its latest policy meeting. The indexes show the Dow Industrial still in the red, down 36 points, but the S&P 500 is now up 27, and the Nasdaq Composite has jumped 162, or 1.4%. Federal policymakers have raised their benchmark interest rate by another quarter percentage point and indicated there will be additional increases in the months ahead. This latest increase the eighth in a row since last March. The central bank says more increases are warranted because although inflation has eased somewhat, it remains elevated. Amazon's been hit with new worker safety-related citations and penalties for issues at another three warehouses, one each in upstate New York, Idaho, and Aurora, Colorado. The government's Occupational Safety and Health Administration says that as with three prior recent citations, Amazon exposed warehouse workers to a high risk of back injuries and other disorders. That's your money now. Everyone knows time is money, so don't wait weeks for the IRS to send out your tax refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt instead for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee, tax-refund advance loan. With up to $3,500, you could bring home the bacon and bring it home today. Money now instead of later? That's worth its weight in gold. Don't wait weeks for your refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company, details at jacksonhewitt.com. I'm here at the Big Game Headquarters. Total Wine and More, scoring huge savings on the perfect bourbon. Local craft beer. Forgetting something? Oh, yeah. Cabernet, seltzers, and so many low prices. Mm, Valentine's Day is right after. Whoa, new game plan. You got this. Total Wine can help you score the perfect bubbly, too. <sighs> Thank you. I would have been so... You sure would have. Your Big Game Headquarters. Love what you find always at the lowest price. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541 758-8245. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group, 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. Hi, I'm Dennis Silvers, the golf guru, here with another Golf Minute to help with your distance control. We all know that distance control is one of the keys to playing good golf. That goes for every club in your bag. Here's a great tip to help with distance control when you putt. A major key to consistent putting with the correct distance is making consistent contact in the center of your putter face. To improve your contact consistency, wrap two rubber bands around the left and right side of your putter's sweet spot. 
Practicing with the bands around your putter instantly tells you when you fail to stroke the ball in the center of the face. You'll feel and hear a thud rather than a click, which means you miss the center and hit one of the rubber bands. Not only will this help you learn to hit the ball consistently in the sweet spot, but will also give you instant feedback about how your putting stroke is developing. So remember, develop distance control with your putter with the help of a couple of bands. For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers. At Staples, you can count on every project being print perfect, guaranteed. I need presentations and brochures printed, and they have to be perfect. Your bounded presentations, brochures with the finest folds, and more will be done right every time. That's our print big promise. Now at Staples, get $10 off your document printing and marketing materials order of $50 or more, plus 20% back by a store bonus. Try Staples and see the difference. Ends 225. Rewards members only. Bonus must be redeemed in store. See staples.com slash stores slash print big for details. Dancing crew, trip for two, nail the final interview. Game with Doug, brand new mug. Come here, kid, give me a hug. The more you want to do, the more we want to do. New COVID-19 boosters designed for recent Omicron variants are now available. Learn about eligibility and schedule a free updated booster today at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. The Joe Beaver Show is on the air. Are you ready? Just like Donald Trump, Macho Man. I hope you're ready, brother. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready, Woodrow. You ready? I was born ready. Ready? No, I'm ready. Play. Ready. John and Mike are ready with all manner of meaningful dialogue, email, bits and bytes, tweets and texts. Oh, I see you take care of both sides of the conversation. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Joe Beaver Show. There's never been anything like this. Impressive, the greatest creation. Genius, work of genius. And there they go. Yes, here we go. Hour number two of the Joe Beaver Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the uh, the second hour of the program as we continue here on the uh, Joe Beaver Show. We we've had a loaded lineup for you today. We we talked to Ben Ferrer coming up in uh, or in that last hour, and now we've got Angie Machado is about to join us here in a moment. And later on at twelve thirty, Anthony Gould will be in studio. They're coming in to uh, cut a commercial for. Um, Damnation, which is actually you're going to hear a lot of their commercials during Beaver Baseball and other programming that we have. In fact, I think and during, I believe during the show, during too. this show. Yeah, the Joe Beaver show. So uh, Damnation and Kyle Bjornstad will represent and come in. We'll talk to him, too, about what they are doing. But someone who is uh, always in the know is Angie Machado from BeaverBlitz.com. Angie, how how much? has? Well, first of all, hello, Angie. Welcome to the program. Thanks for coming on hey. today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very much appreciated. I was just thinking uh, there during the break after I got you on the line, I'm going, you know, it's funny because uh, there was a couple of times this year where I wasn't sure where I was going. Well, the one time in particular was at the game at Portland. And I just followed you and uh, Brendan and uh, Carter and a couple of others. I'm like, well, I'll just follow them. And down we went right into the, you guys knew exactly where you were going. 
uh, to uh, oh, to do we, the post game. We just stuff. walk. We just go. <laughs> yeah. It's like just follow Angie and the, and the, everybody else, and that's how you go. I was I was mentoring some somebody I met in the thing, and I go just just follow me, and then I just followed you guys. That's right. <laughs> and it worked out perfectly. Own it, own it, John. Like you know exactly what you're doing. That's right. Now I was doing sideline in uh, for the uh, bowl game, and I saw all you guys, but I was already down there. So I knew exactly where we were going. Anyway, Angie from uh, BeaverBlitz.com, uh, working with uh, Carter Baines. And uh, just you guys do such a great job. All right, letter of intent signing day. They'll have the big party today up in Portland at uh, the Embassy Suites. Was for Oregon State the 18 on December, whatever it was, that was it, right, for, for Oregon State? Yeah. Or do we expect any more? No, no drama. In fact, not even a, a Coach Smith press conference today. So that is how low drama it is today for Oregon State. Um, the, the big day was the 18th of December. Oregon State got all their guys um, locked up, and I mean, we've had a, a, a you know a few little here and there. The portal, um, a couple walk-ons. You know, I we ran a few get-to-know features for some walk-ons and a couple of the portal guys. But other than that, it has been a very quiet day, and and that first the first signing period now is kind of the big deal. Yeah, is there any just with your nose, your ear to the ground? Is there any changes that might be made on that or or um, adjustments because it seemed like there was this want to have an earlier signing day period and instead of moving it all to one day they kept the kept the original and went backwards into December but it almost seems like there's really not a need for the second one right yeah I if, if, see, if it was me I would actually move it even earlier and I know there's been some some pushback for that because that December it's tough I mean it's really tough to um, you know, you have bowl games to consider. You have Christmas and the holidays. Um, it's a really tough time. I would love to see it like in August because the whole point of the early signing period was for the guys that were committed early yeah. to like sign and get it done and get all the attention kind of off off their plate. I would love to see like an August signing period, maybe in August and a February. But um, you know, I I don't run the run the show there. No, but that's no. what I would eventually like to see. Would there be pushback? Do you think from coaching? You know, I don't know. I, I think a lot of coaches are in favor of it just because um, it, it would take a lot of, especially it would, I, I see it benefiting a school like Oregon State because a lot of Oregon State, um, the guys they go after are developmental guys. And so if you can get a guy that you develop and you identify early as a guy that fits your program and you get him signed in you know August and then what you know he has a monster senior year, you've already got him locked in. Right. Angie Machado joining us here on the Joe Beaver show. Angie, this is TJ here with John. Would they prefer, I, I feel like the coaches though might prefer one signing day instead, right? That's all the stuff I hear and all the stuff I see where one would be better and just kind of tamp down on all the chaos that happens around it. Exactly. No, I, I think one would be the ideal because all, all this has turned into, um, I mean, you have a few of the little chaotic, you know, the, the Rashadas, Rashadas of the world and, and some of the, the late additions, but really it's kind of just, it's, it's to celebrate walk-ons, I guess. So um, one, one and done, I think would be the best. I, I just think December is just a hard time to do it. And it's really not that much earlier than the February one. So, um, but I think one would be one and done. Um, but the whole landscape, as you know, TJ is, is changing with recruiting with the, um, you know, with this whole NIL. And uh, I heard something on the radio today with Rick Neuheisel, you know, talking almost about a draft. For, for prospects, which that I, I can't even maybe wrap my head around that right now, but um, an interesting concept. Angie Machado joining us. So would that one signing day you think 
be just back in February, or would a one signing day in August be better? Yeah, I, I'm torn. I, I actually, I loved February signing day. I, it had such a good buzz to it. Um, one big day. Um, I, I like February, but I do understand where some of these prospects get tired of, of being hounded, you know, and, and constantly recruited. And then you do, you have the po- poaching. So not only then is Oregon State trying to, you know, sign, keep guys, and recruit. Um, it was a it was a tough deal sometimes in January when you're trying to hold on for dear life on you know like an Aiden Childs or a Kelsey Howard um, who may see their recruitment skyrocket after a senior year um, and then try to hold on to those guys. It can it can get kind of wild. So you know August August isn't a bad deal either. So um, but there's a lot of guys that um, really don't explode or, or bloom until their senior year. So I, I kind of like February. How many guys would get hung up if they had to sign early and then they have as you just said, a monster senior year, and they think, hmm, well, I maybe could do better. Exactly. I mean, that's the other thing, you know, it's like, especially in this day and age with NIL, because then you're, you're talking with, you know, here's a kid who maybe signed with, I mean, let's just throw out Montana State. Like, let's just say a kid, okay, Montana State offered me, and that's where I'm going to go, and then has a monster season, and then all of a sudden you have the Pac-12 calling and maybe offering bigger NIL deals. I, I just, I don't, but, but like I said, there's a lot of smarter people out there, out there that need to figure that out because there's a lot of little components that um, I think everybody has to kind of wrap their head around. I know we had you on right after uh, the, the first signing period. We talked about some of these guys. Aiden Childs, of course, is the big name that comes in. How, how do you see the – and this is a new phenomenon, so it's all new. How do you see handling Aiden Childs with DJ coming in and, and them getting DJ through the portal after securing Childs in this idea that players come and go and there's always greener grass somewhere else, how much are they going to have? I mean, you know, Aiden, what, what is he like? Is he a guy that's going to put up with that and, and, and be okay with either redshirting or sitting, you know, waiting in the wings? Because it almost seems like in this day and age, guys don't want to wait anywhere. It's me now or I'm out. Yeah, well, and I think that is something that Oregon State has done a really good job with recruiting is that they're very transparent. This is not a surprise to Aiden. He knew that Oregon State was looking at the portal, um, and they need it to. And, you know, I mean, you could – Oregon State had an amazing season this year, a 10-win season, but there was some argument that a little bit slightly better quarterback play and they could have been 11 or 12 wins. So, um, you know, that's, that's always the argument, I guess. So Aiden knew Oregon State's coaching staff is very transparent. Now – He's the mindset. He's on campus right now um, working out just like DJ is and, and Ben and, and uh, Travis Throckmorton. They're all there. They're working out. They're all wanting to be the guy. And, you know, so um, Aiden knows. I mean, he, he told us, he's like, look, I, I want to be the guy. I, I want to earn the job. But I also understand that, um, you know, I might need to learn the system and, you know, sit a year. But um, I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily to redshirt and again, that goes back to recruiting. It goes back to the transparency and just the type of guy um, that Oregon State goes after. Um, I, I don't want to say that Oregon State's, you know, going to get all mature guys that can handle things. Right. They all want to play, but um, that's part of the recruiting um, pitch that Oregon State makes. Is and I and I think you see that across the board. You look at some of these programs that go out and get four or five star guys, and those guys are jumping and bolting if they don't play or they don't get the minutes they think they they deserve. So. Oregon State has built a roster around, you know, development and, um, you know, earning your playing time, and you don't see the turnover that you do in other places. 
But as you start recruiting those four- and five-star guys, that's going to be a new balancing act that the staff needs to, to work on. I guess it would be a good problem to have. And, and, and honestly, there, there was a time when, having, when you knew guys were in and they weren't going anywhere and everything, it would be great to have battling quarterbacks that are both really high-level, four- and five-star guys, and they're, they're fighting it out to be a quarterback and, and all that. It's a little harder, like you mentioned, in this day and age because you never know if they're going to bail or not. But Oregon State has done a good job of uh, making that atmosphere something they want to stick around. And, and what you say and what you say that, uh, that Aiden has said is really good. That makes me feel a lot more comfortable about the, uh, the competition that will go. All right, now I know well, that, and, you, and, John, you've yeah. got to remember, too, these guys, I mean, Aiden Childs and, and DJ, they, these guys are dudes. I mean, they are ready to they, – they think they're the guy, and yeah. they think they have what it takes to win the job flat out. I mean, there's no doubt in their minds. So um, that kind of confidence can take them a long way, too. Yeah, and that's exactly what you want. So to continue then, we, we did have you on, but just kind of reviewing the list of the 18, is who, who jumps out at you? Who, who kind of intrigues you as to going, well, th- this guy has, has some, some upside as far as uh, the, the original 18, which I am looking at in front of me. I only have names, positions, and schools, not height and weight and things like that. But for the most part, they feel real good about the class from last December, right? Oh, completely. I mean, this class is one of the top classes in the past 20 years. You look at the top two, I guess, the headliners, Aiden Childs, obviously, and Kelsey Howard, both make the top 10 for all-time commits over the past 23 years at Oregon State. So, um, you know, if I'm looking, so right now Oregon State actually has seven guys on campus. Huge, huge to have so many early enrollees. So, um, you know, obviously Kelsey Howard, um, he's 6'4", 250, 260, uh, edge rusher, a D-lineman. That guy, I don't know if you met him in Vegas, but he's got swagger. Like for days, really? wears his sunglasses, and, <laughs> and he's ready to come in and, and go. I, I look at him body wise. Um, Nico Taylor, um, he's the lone JUCO uh, trans, uh, transfer, uh-huh. another edge rusher out of Hutchinson, Kansas. But then I think a big area that Oregon State needs, and this was an area that I felt was a huge need for for this going forward, especially update, upgrading quarterback play, was wide receiver play. Yeah, so I'm really really interested to see what Montreal Hatton and um, Taz Reddix can do. Um, they're both on campus right now. Uh, Montreal's six feet, like 180. Uh, Taz is 6'1", 6'2", 185. Just to see what those guys can do. One's from Texas, Montreal's from Texas, and Taz is from Florida. Two big powerhouses. And, uh, you know, I think Oregon State, I, I'm excited to see John Dunmore and, and then, you know, Ant Gould and, and, some, right. and Silas. But, to get a couple of young guys in there just to elevate that room, I think is, is going to be big. Does Wells, David Wells factor in there too, or is he too, too raw? No, he is. And, and that card is actually another receiver that's on campus early. Um, mm. Wells is coming in the, in the summer, but, um, Oh God, there's a couple guys. Thomas Collins is another intriguing one. D lineman out of Sweden. Um, I've seen some video. He's athletic as I'll get out. Um, so I'm excited to see what that guy, and then, he couldn't come early, but especially now with the departure of Omar Spates, I'm excited to see what Isaiah Chisholm can do. Um, he was n- not as rated as highly with his composite ranking. Mm-hmm. Um, he checks in as a three-star 85 um, just overall, but 24-7 has him as an 88, so a low, a high three-star, low four-star. Um, inside linebacker, I could see him being a, an instant impact kind of guy as well. Angie Machado joining us here on the program. Angie, what about next year? Maybe just a, a broad overlook of how the 2024 class is shaping up. 
Yeah, 2024. I'm just, I, I'm seriously just flipping over. I, I spend so much time in 2023 and in the year um, with those guys, but I, I think it's going to be really, really important. Um, any offers, first of all, that are out right now are like, those are their top guys. I mean, those are top prospects. I, I think Oregon State really needs to hit the defensive backs hard. I, I would like to see them get a couple big-time corners, maybe a safety in that mix. I, and I and I think we might look to the port. We might see them look to the portal this spring for those positions. But um, obviously, offensive and defensive line will be as will be big as big as well. So um, kind of your usual usual suspects. I mean, you always want to see them recruit O line and D line. Those you know top priorities. But I do think and and running back. I, I look at, ahead. New running back coach Jason Brown, big four star out of Washington State, is one mm. that I'm keeping an eye on. I mean, he has offers from everywhere, but. If they could somehow lock a guy like that or and, you know get a visit, lock a guy like that up early, typically not Oregon State's M.O., but um, you know, running back with you know, could be a big position as well going forward in 24. When, when you see in your business big bumps schools will get, like, wow, okay, now they're seeing they're getting interest from, from top guys, four and five stars. What makes that bump? Is it 10 wins? Is it uh, – you have to have several years of 10 wins. Can you have an immediate bump? Because right now there's a lot of love for Oregon State, the way the schedule shapes up. But coming off that Vegas Bowl winner of Florida and the, the consistency of the program, especially in the craziness of the portal, it seems like Oregon State, there's some, there's some a light shining on Corvallis and Jonathan Smith and having a, a steady program. Are they seeing more fours and fives that will actually listen to them? Yeah, I mean, the, right now it's kind of the, the time of year where you have – like whole groups, you have like seven on seven teams making visits to Washington and they come out of Oregon State and Oregon and they, they kind of go up and down the coast. So you're getting visits from a lot more guys. Oregon State, though, you know, I, I think another big 10, 11 win season would be huge. When, when you're looking at the Pac 12, Oregon State just isn't that sexy school. And, you know, it doesn't have right. a flash. Right. You know, Jonathan Smith's not doing reels on Instagram, smoking cigars and, and, and doing all the kind of flash, <laughs> flashy stuff that you see. Uh, some of the other programs do. But what they do is they're developing talent, and what he has done is built a culture at, in Corvallis that the guys want to play for him and they want to be in Corvallis. I mean, what we've seen, the lack of guys jumping in the portal has been really eye-opening, and I think will turn some heads with you know high school prospects and junior college as well. Angie, did you get a good bump from uh, the holidays as far as specials that we're running and, and uh, people signing up for Beaver Blitz? We did. In fact, we are at an all-time high right now. Um, it, it's huge. It's been crazy. Um, I love all the, the new new people in Blitz, and now we look forward to baseball season. So mm. J- I just spoke with JP. For those of you guys that know JP's weekly walk-off, it is the most in-depth baseball previews you'll find anywhere, and uh, those are behind the paywall, and he spends a lot of time and energy on those. And, uh, so baseball comes, and then, gosh, we're like a month away from spring camp, and you know, with, with DJ on campus, with, you know, the excitement around the program, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, we actually saw our, uh, Beaver Blitz on the 24-7 top 30 for the month of December for Ooh. growth. So that was that was kind of fun to see. Very nice. Always appreciate it. We'll funnel people to beaverblitz.com. And, uh, again, thanks for kind of reviewing what we talked about earlier about this year's class and, and looking ahead. Thanks, Ange. Absolutely. Talk to you guys later. All right. Uh, Angie Machado, beaverblitz.com. That was good. We had so much there. We didn't even touch on the uh, the transfer portal. We'll save that for next time. Right. Oh, always time 
to talk about that. Yeah. I just would like to throw a note to one texter who texted a T period G period. It is just TG, no periods, if you would like to be included. Yeah, I think I have a setting on that for exact match or relative match. I think I, I accidentally left it at as, as exact match. Yeah, this one does not, not included. So texter who did a T period and a G period, you need to do just TG. That's it. Yeah. That's all you need to do. But good stuff from Angie Machado. A lot of thing to catch up on. Lots of, lots of stuff and uh, to catch up on. And as she said, it's a great thing that the Beavers didn't even feel the need to do a press conference today. Yeah. They didn't to, have anybody. To recap signing. It, it, there's no drama. I'm in the boat that they need one day. I yeah, think the one day. I think it should stay in day. February. I think it should be in February. This was the day. Everybody had parties. Everybody... Uh, did, you know, and you're not really seeing the. Our, we're not seeing the the uh, kid with the four baseball hats in the press conferences anymore because it just seems like it. It's, we see it's some of it, done. but not as much. You're right, um, which isn't a bad thing. But it's just you know, it's What's, just changing the way she put it. How, oh, I was how, how good her, the how good the August one might be. Yeah, of how these kids go through their senior year of high school, and every single day coaches are calling, 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 recruit, recruit, recruit. They're trying yeah. to trying to get them, and it's just like. Oh, can I just sign? But a really good point made about, you know, let's say you're, you're borderline and you get a, a, an offer from Montana state and have a bust out senior year. You want to change that. Yeah. And you want, if, especially if you've always had uh, goals to play, you know, power five and a power five comes after you. And the best thing about the February signing day, if it's just alone is we're going to stop all this stuff with coaches leaving before bowl games and like Luke fickle leaving no, was it Luke Fickle? Cincinnati and Wisconsin played in the bowl game, right? Yeah. Luke Fickle leaves Cincinnati and is hired by Wisconsin, is on the sideline for Wisconsin, facing his old team that he recruited on the yeah. other side. That, yeah. that shouldn't happen. I know. <laughs> I know. It's very strange. And But it is forced to happen because early signing day is two and a half weeks after the season's over, so you have to do it. Yeah, he's sitting there with guys that he literally said come to our school, uh, you know, up until that day. And he, now he's on the other sideline because he needs to go now to his new employer and put together a recruiting class in two weeks. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. It's, uh, it's nuts. Um, yeah, there's some, you know, there's 18 guys they feel real good about. I, I What did she say? Seven of these recruits Seven are already, on campus yeah, already? Aiden's there working out. Wow. I remember then when, and again, you know, DJ's is on campus too, but uh, as far as seniors in high school doing that early, where they leave high school, they graduate early. And do it. I remember when that was very rare. One guy type of thing. Big name, one guy around the country. Now it's it's uh, it's a regular deal. Or you have guys who just skip their senior year altogether. You get all those classes in in the summer. You graduate early and you're on campus as a, as a fresh 18-year-old. Not even 17. JT Daniels didn't even go for a senior year of, of high school. I, at, I can't even imagine. At modern that. day. I can't even imagine. That. You graduate, you graduate though. You do, but but... I know they're not looking for the things that, that everybody else is. They're not looking for the experience and the fun. I would never have wanted to miss my senior year for all the things that you do and, uh, you know, the prom and these you're social right. things because you're that's right. important to me. But if you're just streamlined, I'm going to be a quarterback and that's what I'm going to be, then that's your personality. Then you're not going to miss mm -hmm. that senior year. A year closer to the NFL, a more uh, another year in a college weight room and a college meal program. Yeah. And a college bill. If you are on that fast track, then that's the thing to do. Yes. I would not want to do that for myself, 
And depending on where my son might have been, I wouldn't have wanted to have him do it. But if he really wanted to, I'd have supported it. If Maddie was a five-star yeah. quarterback, yeah. oh, you would yeah. okay that? Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, think you would okay that. I know. And you, <laughs> and how many five-star dads would say, nope, we're going to hold you back. Nope, you can't do that. No, of course he can. But I, uh, I think the semester early is, is, is the, right, the right mix yeah. for that. Because yeah. you get in there for spring ball, but you don't have to miss your whole senior year. You know, and in the case of Talia, she... She said they didn't have basketball. It was kind of a thing where there really wasn't a choice. So she really wasn't missing much, um, at least for basketball goes. Remember when she missed, she finished up her senior year and then got to Oregon State by, was it January or February? It was Jan- She enrolled in January yeah. because her school wasn't playing. Right. And so there, there wasn't really anything sports-wise that she was missing. And experience-wise, you know, like I say, if you're fast-tracking. So it worked out for her. And she scored points for Oregon State when when it would have been her senior year in high school. It's pretty amazing to think about. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. Speaking of Talia, we've got these tickets to give away uh, at the end of the show today. So just text us the the word, and the computer will choose, and it'll be in a microsecond when we do it, coming up uh, at about, well, towards the end of the program. Anthony Gould is slated to come in any time now, so we'll take a break, and I don't hear any... Any uh, activity out in the hallway, but Kyle, Born, uh, Kyle Bjornstad uh, is going to be joining us as well from uh, Damnation, and they'll be in studio for the like, conversation. They walk, walk through here, or they'll park in the back. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know because we didn't see anybody coming in the front door. But uh, anyway, text TG as in Tamia Gardner, and we'll do the drawing a little, little bit later on. The phone number to text, of course, University Honda text line is five four one four nine seven five three. Five, six. Let's break. We'll come back with more here on 1240 Joe Radio. Summer, with all of its events and parties, is on the way. Call Forks and Corks today and make your reservation. Large or small, Forks and Corks Catering will make your event spectacular. From sit-down dinners to buffets or delicious bites, they'll work with you to choose a menu based on taste and budget. Forks and Corks will ensure an enjoyable experience for you and your guests. A spectacular symphony of sensory delight. View their menu and list of venues online. Forks and Corks Catering, events designed to delight. Catering to the Willamette Valley since 2011. Readers of the Albany Democrat Herald voted Stutzman Krupp Contractors the best roofer in the Mid-Valley for 2021 and 2022. As Stutzman and Krupp, they employ a large team of roofers so they get in and get it done, often in just one day. Ask about their special winter rates, estimates are free, and there's financing available too. So if you need a new roof, call or stop by their showroom on Rice Street in Albany. Stutzman and Krupp Contractors, they do it right. CCB 96278. Have you been putting off that home remodeling project? Have you decided that this is the year to get it done? For nearly 35 years, people in the Mid-Valley have been going to Corvallis Floor Covering. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, countertops, window coverings, and wood and luxury vinyl flooring from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or at CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering. Kubota LX Series tractors are the number one rated tractor brand for durability and owner experience in the United States and are the answer to having quality, comfort, and versatility. Kubota LX Series tractors are four-wheel drive and come with easy-to-operate three-range hydrostatic transmission. See Lynn Benton Tractor and Tangent or go to KubotaUSA.com for more information. Lynn Benton Tractor, we're still doing business the American way. 
If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go Beeves. Hey, gentlemen, the Growler Cafe is taking orders now for their Valentine's Day takeout dinner for two packages so you can bring dinner to her. Simply go to growlercafe.com. That's growlercafe.com and order dinner for two. Do it now because the packages are limited. What happens when you're voted the best new car dealership and the best used car dealership in the Mid-Willamette Valley? Do you gloat about it? Or do you just simply say the complete redesigned CRV, HRV, Civic, Pilot, and Accords are now at Power Honda in Albany off of Saniam Highway for you to take a test drive? I think you do both. And for more information, go to mypowerhonda.com. That's mypowerhonda.com. Stargazer Premier Florist in Corvallis knows that the one you care about is expecting a thoughtful gift this Valentine's Day, and they're ready to help safely deliver them the best arrangement possible. Choose from Stargazer's wide selection of Valentine's Day flower arrangements, and they'll deliver a beautiful, unique gift right on time, so you can show them just how special you'd like them to feel this February 14th. Stop in, call, or view Stargazer's selection of holiday arrangements online at StargazerPremierFlorist.com. Stargazer Premier Florist, 925 Northwest 9th in Corvallis. All right, TJ, we, we have a, a special guest standing here in studio. He's going to go first because Anthony's not here yet. We're waiting for Anthony Gould, wide receiver extraordinaire for Oregon State, Kyle Bjornstad with uh, Damnation joining us, and uh, you along with Dick Oldfield. Are there others that are with you? No, just, just Dick and I, co-founders of Damnation, and uh, no, we, we rolled it out in November, and we're having some fun with it. I have one story about you, Kyle, that I'll tell before we get into some of the the uh, meat and bones of this conversation. 2008, I think it was, we're on the road at Nevada going to play basketball, and it was rivalry game time here, and you were on the team, albeit not a starter. I had good seats. <laughs> I had the best seats, you and had, I didn't pay for them. You, exactly. Yeah, and, that's and the it, best it, deal. It, it was a great attitude. And I sit behind the coaches, and you, and you sat in the middle, and then the rest of the players are all you know working their way back. It's kind of how buses work. Players always go to the back of the bus because they have their own little thing back there. Yep, yep. And you're with the players, but you were up closer to the coaches, and you kept because you're Mr. Beaver, and you ended up working at Oregon State in different capacities, foundation, all that kind of stuff. Kyle is Mr. Beaver, and. I remember having traveled with teams and done that for years before you ever showed up. Right. Knowing different coaches, every coach thinks their sport is the most important. And, and, and I was just thinking, Kyle, quiet. Cause you were so excited about the football game. Yeah. Where are we going to go to watch a football game? Are we going to go watch a football game? We got to watch the football <laughs> game. And I was just like, Kyle, Kyle, I, I was thinking this, I didn't say anything, but I'm thinking, Kyle, no, bring it down because I, thought the coaches were going to get mad at you for being more excited about that than their team. Uh-huh. And we did. We went to a pizza joint. Remember that? Yeah, and, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like the uh, outcome. It was. Uh, no, that was somewhat depressing. The beginning but, of the blur. Yeah. But I remember thinking, oh, 
Kyle, you're gonna get you're gonna get the team in trouble. But you you know you can't you know, harness that excitement for the school. Well, and you got to keep in perspective too. Like, yeah, we're ex- we're all excited about that. You know, yeah. In a you know, we have our basketball team. Like, there's a baseball team, a football team. But there's so much crossover between these teams. Absolutely. Right? And so the guys on the football field are our brothers too. And so we you know we want to support them. And As it was it obviously a huge game. As it should be. And but s- coaches don't think like. Well, no, they're they're thinking. They're, you know, ours is most important. And I'm thinking, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but see, back to your point, I had good seats. I didn't really yeah. have to worry too much. If so you, If you were a starter making all that noise, that would have been That could have been an issue. But being the 13th guy. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> no, none taken. Yeah. None taken. Yeah, exactly. I knew my role. That's funny. Cobb Bjornstad, Damnation, NIL. How is everything going? We'll just start with that general question and then go from there. Yeah, you know, it's going extremely well. We launched uh, back in November, um, and we really uh, spent a lot of time just putting all the pieces in place, right? Putting the game plan together for how we wanted this to work. And, you know, our our focus has been on making sure that we're taking our time and coming up with truly unique and meaningful opportunities for the student-athletes. And so, you know, we'd always pinpointed mid-January as kind of the official unveiling of a lot of uh, NIL opportunities for mm-hmm. our athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, we stuck to that, and and you're seeing a lot of activity coming out uh, now moving forward. And we now hear something about a billboard campaign. Yeah. You know, so uh, w- what's really fun is we have this idea of, you know, we're still new, having rolled out in November, and we really want all of Beaver Nation to get involved. And so we're kind of calling this our proof of concept phase. There's still a lot of questions about what is NIL? How does it work? And so in, in order to kind of get our brand out there and get people to understand who we are and how it does work, we, we have rolled out a, a billboard campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got five different locations that we just unveiled yesterday, as a matter of fact. Um, two on Highway 34, both coming in and out of Corvallis. Nice. Uh, Highway 99, just south of Junction City. So you're going to see that to and from Eugene Airport. Good. Um, and then my favorite location is Cobra Road in Eugene, less than a mile from Autzen. <laughs> so, you know, putting our stake in the ground in, in Eugene. And last time I checked, this is the Beaver State. Yep. And uh, we're going to make sure everybody knows that. What is, it, it, is it five separate billboards, or is it the same billboard on all five locations? No, actually, we we have rolled out three different billboards right now. Um, more to come. There's kind of a little tease. Those <laughs> yeah. will come out here quick. But we have uh, one group, uh, all football to start. We have one with our offensive linemen. We have one with our offensive skill players, kind of our offensive weapons, we call it. And, and Anthony's on it? Anthony is on it. Okay, you know? he just got here. We'll talk with Anthony coming up. Yep. Uh, you know, great kid. Uh, all these guys are great. I yeah. mean, th- these are the kind of kids you want to work with and, and provide opportunities. And the third board is uh, defense. Are they actually up right now? So the digital ones, we've got a digital on 34 and the digital in Eugene. Those are rolling as of right now. Okay. Um, and then the three permanent vinyl ones, yeah. um, those are going to be up within about 10 days. You know, I've always thought, and you know too, is traveling with, with sports, that you, you, different places you go, especially in non-conference, you see things like that, especially in small towns, and we never had one. I thought, man, we need some, some, some billboard action just to promote the school uh, yeah. coming in from the freeway. Well, you know, what's really cool about this, too, is everything we do, we want to make sure everybody's winning. And so in this case, obviously, we're promoting the collective because we need to get that out there, get that messaging out. We also have great student athletes that are helping promote it. So we're using NIL the right way. Right. And then beyond that, you're promoting Oregon State football and the athletic department in general. So 
how does how do you point at that and and say well how does that work why does that work it, right. it, everybody wins it's exactly how nil should work what are, what are your ideas for the other two billboards well so <clears throat> the three permanents are the three groups i told you about right and then yeah. the, the digitals we're going to rotate those on there as well as some other position groups okay and so Good. i don't want to you know That's give right. you too much yet but stay tuned those will be coming out soon I am going to ask you about how people can get involved because that's ultimately why you're here and you're working with us and I love the relationship. You'll be on this show, you'll be on baseball mm -hmm. and a whole bunch of other stuff. But, um, you know, you hear about the, this quarterback who goes to, he's recruited by Miami. He's going to go to Florida, make $13 million. That falls through. Now he ends up at Arizona state. I don't know what they're giving him. There's some downside to NIL. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of downside and that's one example. One of the questions I've always had is, you know, you're hearing all this money being offered. Don't they have to do something for the money? Because it is, they're getting money for their name, image, and likeness. Yeah, well, I think it's important to point out right away is you're not to use NIL to, you know, entice student athletes to come to your school. It seems like it, that, though. It seems like it. You're not supposed to. Right. And so we have, we pride ourselves on doing it the right way at Oregon State. Mm -hmm. And we really focus on taking care of our locker room take care of our locker room. And I think our work will speak for itself. A recruit will be able to look at Oregon State and say, hey, they have Damnation Collective. Right. I can go there and I can earn some opportunities. Yeah. But what we're not going to do is we're not going to play in the recruiting game. One, because you can't or shouldn't. You're not supposed <laughs> and, to. And so the last thing we want to do is to, you know, former alumni, and I worked in the department for 13 years, right. is I don't want to do anything to jeopardize one of our coaches, a student athlete, or a program in general. So we will do it the, the right way for sure. All right, before we take a break and then uh, bring in Anthony, um, how do people get involved? Yeah, so damnnationcollective.com is the primary way to get involved. Tons of information on there, uh, way to support. Um, even if you have questions, just reach out to us on the contact form. We'll get back to you right away. Okay. And we're becoming more and more um, active on social media. You could follow us on Twitter at damnnationnil, um, and you'll see a lot of uh, activity with our with our athletes and, and as we roll out some pretty fun stuff. So sounds good. Yay. Thanks for having me guys. Thanks. Yeah, Kyle. Thanks. Kyle Bjornstad along with Dick Oldfield and uh, damn nation. Anthony Gould will be up next. We'll talk football with Anthony and I can't wait. This is going to be great. Back after this on 1240 Joe radio. Hey everyone. Pacific brick espresso located off of Pacific Boulevard in Albany by Browers bookstore and a new location off of Highway 99 in Tangent next to Riverland Rentals invites you to experience their quaint little drive through coffee shops with their comforting drinks and welcoming conversations. Open 5.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday and 8 a.m. 12.30 p.m. on Saturday. Pacific Perk Espresso. Family-owned and family-friendly all day long. Stargazer Premier Florist in Corvallis knows that the one you care about is expecting a thoughtful gift this Valentine's Day and they're ready to help safely deliver them the best arrangement possible. Choose from Stargazer's wide selection of Valentine's Day flower arrangements and they'll deliver a beautiful, unique gift right on time so you can show them just how special you'd like them to feel this February 14th. Stop in, call, or view Stargazer's selection of holiday arrangements online at StargazerPremierFlorist.com. Stargazer Premier Florist, 925 North West Ninth in Corvallis. Ensure your vehicle is ready for any road conditions at Beggs Tire and Wheel in Albany. The Beggs Philoma store has closed, but the Albany Beggs Tire and Wheel location is open to serve all of their valued Philoma area customers and the rest of the Mid Valley. Beggs in Albany looks forward to serving you and keeping you safe on the road. 
Get your tires, wheels, tire services, and repairs at Beggs Tire and Wheel, the Valley's premier source for Cooper, Falcon, BF Goodrich, and Toyo brand tires on Pacific Boulevard in Albany and online at BeggsTire.com. Hey, everyone. If you're looking for an appliance like a refrigerator or a freezer or dishwasher, cooking appliances, washers and dryers, or an appliance accessory, contact Kellenberger Appliance in Lebanon, the best place to buy appliances at 21 Main Street in Lebanon. They offer install and delivery on the product they sell, like Whirlpool, Frigidaire, Maytag, Speed Queen. They even offer service on most major brands. Kellenberger Appliance at 21 Main Street in Lebanon and on the web at kellenbergers.com. Hey, gentlemen, the Growler Cafe is taking orders now for their Valentine's Day takeout dinner for two packages so you can bring dinner to her. Simply go to growlercafe.com. That's growlercafe.com and order dinner for two. Do it now because the packages are limited. If you or someone you know need dependable medical transportation, Gap Patient Services is family-owned and operated, offering safe and reliable non-emergency medical transportation in Lynn and Benton counties. Gap Patient Services operates 24-7 and offers wheelchair and ambulatory transport short and long distances, and much more. Gap riders also enjoy every seventh ride free. Terms and conditions apply. Call Gap Patient Services at 541-250-7797 or visit GapTRA.com. This is your home of the Beavs and Dan Patrick in the morning. 1240 Joe Radio. You have no idea how much I like referring to myself in the third person. All right, Dan Patrick on the morning. There we go. Uh, As we continue here, Anthony Gould is at the microphone, TJ. It's not very often we get players in studio. And it's It's usually... rare. When was the last time you got one? uh, About 15 years ago, and it was (laughs) Kyle Devan or... Shoney, we would. It's always offensive lineman, Anthony. Yeah, well, so you're representing. I'm thankful to be here. You're representing. It's so nice to first have person you. in the studio that's caught a touchdown. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> I scored one 40 years ago on a, hey, on man, a, that, uh, that a, a fumble return, 80 yard fumble return. <laughs> I said it was one of the first VHSs that ever came out, and I have it on VHS. I digress. Anthony Gould. We got a late notice that you weren't going to be available for the Vegas Bowl. Are you okay now and everything's good? Oh, yeah, uh, just still going through the rehab process. Um, you know, I'll be hopefully ready for spring ball. Um, but if not, just focusing on the season and getting ready for them. Do you, I don't even know what it was. Do you talk about it? Is it out there? Or is it? Uh, yeah, so I just had a mess to tweak my knee a little bit, okay. my PCL. So uh, okay. none too crazy, none not, uh, non-surgical. So And you should be ready rehabbing. for spring, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Rehab process for that isn't too complex, is it? Oh, yeah, not none, none too bad. Just, just some rest right now. Um, tweaked it a little bit, trying to trying to practice in the Las Vegas Bowl. Um, so now it's just, just rest, rehab, like I said, and just making sure I'm ready to go. I'm sure you were really disappointed, but how much fun was that experience? I mean, for everybody there. Oh, it was amazing. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate and, you know, devastating not being able to play, uh, you know, especially being a great team we had and some a lot of yeah. those guys left. Uh, but it, it was amazing. Great week out there. Uh, Las Vegas Bowl, uh, all the people who behind that set it up, and they did a great job setting up the activities for us. Um, but, no, it was fun. You know, last year we didn't we didn't finish business whenever we went to the bowl game. And, right. You know, going down there and get a, get a win in dominant fashion, uh, you know, it's amazing. You can't ask for anything, anything more. You guys did use the bowl game as last year's, like, let, let's not screw it. Let's not screw it up like that again. Right. I, I remember that being a little bit more of the emphasis as you guys were, were going towards the bowl week. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you go to a bowl game, you know, you want to have some fun. You know, it's a long season. You know, we want to enjoy it. But at the end of the day, you're down there to win a football game. And that was the big emphasis this year of 
don't let Vegas distract us. Um, you know, L.A., we didn't, didn't have the outcome we wanted. So going into this year, you know, we were just focused on the, the main thing. Is the main thing at the end of the day, and that's winning the game. And, you know, we did that. And it was fun. It was, it was a great time. And you, you, know, you, you did travel there, didn't you? Yes, sir. You did? Yeah. So how was that experience, the, the Vegas Bowl? You know, they went under a whole rebrand. They went from Sam Boyd, and they brought it onto the strip and, and tried to really use that as, as the experience for the players and the coaches and the fans. How was it? Oh, I mean, it was amazing. You know, we had different activities to do uh, throughout the year, or sorry, throughout the week. Throughout the week, um, yeah. And you know, we have, we went to a magic show and you mm-hmm. know did some other things. And you know, it, it was great. You know, just being able to go out there and just enjoy Vegas and have some time away from Corvallis. You know, what I'm saying, uh, yeah, a little, little different. Well, uh, some sunshine. Too. Exactly. Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> no, but it was fun to be be, uh, be out there with, with everyone. Guys had their families out there and just. Being able to enjoy football in a different setting, uh, it, was, it was amazing. Anthony Gould joining us here for just a few more minutes along with Cal Bjornstad. They're here to cut a commercial. You can see some billboards and all that. We're talking football, though, with Anthony. There's a little bit of a, a silver lining, though. I know it's hard to say because you got hurt, you wanted to play and all that. But it allowed Josiah and and Silas and even oh, yeah. uh, John Dunmore mm-hmm. to really shine. I, I remember thinking, oh, no, what are we going to do? But then after the game, thinking, okay, this is good for depth now at wide receiver. Oh, I mean, it was amazing. Uh, just seeing those guys be able to get their opportunity and, you know, take advantage of it, that's the, that's the biggest part. That's all you can ask for. Um, yeah. You know, there's not many opportunities you get uh, playing football. And, you know, when you take them, when you get them, you have to take advantage of every opportunity. So, you know, Silas had a great game out there. Um, J.D. even stepped up in a big way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not knowing he was going to start to the last, I think, a day before the game. Um, you know, it – Having, having everyone in the room step up, you know, it, it's great to see and it's great for younger guys in the room coming in just to just to show the standard we uh, we hold and hold ourselves to in the room and, you know, we, we ex- expect uh, expect a certain yeah. standard. Did I, you? I know, Anthony, you guys yeah. love catching touchdowns. That's why you guys play wide receiver. But you and Silas, both all-conference returners, uh, has some historical aspect to that. I can't remember if it, you guys are the first pair to be two guys from the same team or all-conference returners, but... You know, what does that mean for your game? And you and Silas will be back here next year in the spring with that as well. I mean, how, do, how does that feel as a, to make an impact in another part of the field as well? I mean, it's amazing. You know, special teams is a big part of the game. Um, you know, a lot of people don't really realize it. But, you know, that if you if you win the game on special teams, you know, you're usually going to win the game. Yeah. So um, that having me and Silas back there, being able to kick one, one two, do out, you know, punt return, kick return, you know, it's great. I'm excited to see what, what we'll be able to accomplish next year. You know, I'm always on him. Uh, he, needs, he needs a touchdown. We need one this, this next year. But, yeah. you know, uh, I'm super proud of him and, you know, the growth he's, he's had as a player over his time, his time here. And, uh, you know, I think he's, he's only going to get better. So I'm, I'm super excited. That's awesome. And Anthony, All-American in several publications for returning. Do, you, uh, do they still call center uh, left and right on returns, or do you just go with what you see? Uh, yeah, so we you know we got middle, left, right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Depending on the week, depending on the, the game yeah, plan. and then the yeah. picket line that's set up and what the coaches see and want to yeah. do. Okay, that that helps. But um, w- do you have a philosophy on it? I mean, you got do you have like this philosophy? I don't. I'm just gonna get the ball and go and run as fast as I can and find a hole or some something else along with whatever is called. I mean, uh, you know, first you got to just you got to really see how how uh, the the punts looking. Yeah. Uh, if you kind of have a sense of, all right, I'll be able to take this one. I'll probably have to fair catch this one. Uh, but once you get that, you know, uh, once you once you make the first guy miss, usually you're you're pretty good. Yeah, you have a good chance of returning. But 
No, what I think a lot of people don't see is, you know, there's 10 other guys out there doing their job to... Oh, they want to kill you. Exactly. Even, <laughs> even, but, you know, I have 10 other guys out there blocking for me to even That's let right. me be able to catch the punt. So, um, you know, credit to those guys and hats off to those guys for, you know, we had the number one punt returner, punt returner in the nation, but yeah. can't do it without them. So really the number one punt unit in the nation, I like to refer to it as. That's so, awesome. Uh, you know, hats off to those guys. I'm super proud of those guys. And I think it's just a testament of what Coach Smith and Coach Cook is... Uh, you know, bring to Oregon State of, you know, special teams is a way on, onto the field at Oregon State. And, you know, when you're out there, make, make the most, best of uh, every opportunity. And, you know, that's why we had such a great return, uh, special, uh, return unit this year. There's nothing – I mean, I know this is weird. It gets into football. But there's just nothing better than watching a, a perfect picket line get set up. Mm -hmm. And, guys, it's there, and you're running on the sideline, and they're picking guys off as they come in there, and it's open free. Yes, sir. I don't know what, what your two runbacks were like, but I know that you you did all the work and broke free and, and scored on them. They were fantastic. But um, new guys coming in, got a little more height in, in this crop of players that are coming in. That might help, but I know you were you guys yourself got the job done. I, that's the, Is that an overrated thing? Uh. Honestly, to me, yeah, uh, but you know, I'm I'm a short guy, so yeah, you know, I just <laughs> I like to believe you. in my my game. But, I'm uh, with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I like I like to play big. That's as long as um that's what I like to go by. Yeah. Motto, uh, you know, I, I might be five eight, five nine, but I like to play like I'm I'm six two, six three. I'm um, not big on the fade pattern in the corner of the end zone anyway. It's, yeah, it's I mean, a low I, percentage. I'll yeah. go up and I'll get a ball if I got to. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no. Uh, I think it's just you know just realizing what your game is and what your skill set is, and yeah. just honing in on that. Um, you know, I know speed is the most critical part of my game, so you know just winning, winning that way, winning with speed. Um, you know, that's that's how I can counterbalance you now not being the tallest, um, yeah, or not being the most physically dominant out there. Sure. Um, but yeah, just just knowing my skill set and using that to my advantage. Make a miss. Last thing, I know that this it's uh, it's more for the fans. But the new look research is going to be pretty cool, oh, isn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. It's I mean, every amazing. time I go over there, it's like, wow, all right, mm -hmm. they're almost done. It's going to be great. And, and I thought that the fans showed up and was loud place oh, yeah. when it was only two-thirds of a stadium. Oh, yeah. Even with half the stadium, I mean, yeah. it was rocking. I know yeah. SC and uh, you know, other games at home, it was, it was loud in there. So yeah. I'm excited to see what it's like with the full, completed stadium. Now you get to see yourself on a billboard. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be, be, be nice, too. But, you know, I'm excited to have fans back in research. And, uh, yeah. See what it see what it next year brings. All right, Anthony, pleasure to have you. Thank you for having Thanks me. Thank for you, stopping Anthony. by, yep, Kyle. Thank you, for having me. thank you. We got to take a break. Actually, no, we're done. We'll wrap it up with uh, some small talk here. Thanks, guys. Uh, don't be nervous in there to cut the commercial. <laughs> nice Just, deep breath. Hi, I'm Anthony Gould. Smooth sense. <laughs> you know the American Express card. <laughs> <laughs> Go have some fun. No, thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Anthony Gould, Kyle Bjornstad coming by. Kyle representing Damnation, and. Uh, uh, Anthony, too, but, of course, Anthony with uh, Oregon State, and good to hear that he'll be get back strong once practice gets started on March 7th, about actually. A month and a week away. Two weeks of practice, then two weeks off, then two final weeks with, I think it's the 23rd um, of April, at Reeser Stadium for the uh, the final, or the uh, the spring game, which they don't have a start time yet. That's because of Pac-12 TV. Mm -hmm. And also... Um, Nobody's allowed to see the practices except for maybe us. I'm not sure. And media until the spring game, right? So that's you asked the newcomers question. Yeah, I was going to sneak in. Have you talked to DJ yet? But we'll, we we can leave that to the spring. Curious, how much do you meet the new quarterback yet? Yeah, Missed yeah. Him. Are you in classes together? Probably not, because DJ's a yeah. graduate. Yeah. 
what's the what's he like off the field? Tell us a little bit about him. You, you talked to him, all those things. But Dang it, we only had so I much, thought we had only had so much another time. another break to get to, and I, it, it turns out we don't. But uh, no, good stuff. But you know what? On media day, that's what we'll, that's what we'll talk to him about, um, because there's more guys coming in. You know, I want to see how the rest of the wide receiver room looks, and uh, just very excited about it. Very excited. Great stuff by our guest today. Uh, again, Kyle Bjornstad breaking it that there's some some billboards out there to see and there's one on Coburg Road what did he say half mile from Austin Stadium it's probably as you get off the exit to to go to to go to Austin (laughs) which I think is so funny which makes me think the duck collect is going to do the same thing oh yeah and Oregon started this whole thing with the Joey thing in in in, uh in New York up on in Times Square and they had a billboard right outside USC's practice facility uh over there on campus and that was years ago so Mm -hmm. A little bit of battling, but I, I love it. I love it. I, I, I just the idea that you. I've been to so many mid-range and small college campuses while traveling with Oregon State sports, and you a lot. Oftentimes, you you'll see just signs everywhere, and they cost money. I get it, but lots of billboard coverage, and a lot of times it's it's a road, a highway off a main freeway, just like 34 is to I-5. You come down I-5, as soon as you turn onto 34. And in the equivalent of these other small towns, it's like, wow, big billboards for whatever school we're at. And think, oh, man, Oregon State should have that. I need to pay attention. So the, there is a digital billboard on 34, right? Yes, it is. And I, uh, I want to say it's close to the turn. I think it's close to the turn if you're coming in right around that Woodcastle uh, place. Yes, I'll have to pay attention. You, I mean, I drive come away in every straight, single day. And you start to make the turn to go straight again by Rife's or whatever home furnishing is, and then Woodcastle. So right there, I think, is where that digital scoreboard or digital billboard is. But uh, that'll be great. And there's there's two more coming that we don't know what's going to be on them. So that's kind of cool. That's exciting. Five billboards. And there will be some other sports sprinkled in there as well. It's an awesome opportunity. We do. Let's draw. Well, I keep looking up, and it says, great job, you're in the queue. Mm -hmm. And I I keep thinking it's someone texting saying, great job, like, (laughs) great show. But it's not. They're in the queue. Okay, so if I remember correctly, I got to go here. And <laughs> the computer will, will do this. TG was the, was the text to win. I click on that button and then pick a winner. Now I'm about to pick the winner. You ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, and oh my gosh, it's Dave and Sandy. Look at that. If you don't want them, Dave, go ahead and get a hold of me because I know you're far away. It's Friday night, 6 o'clock, Oregon State and ninth-ranked Utah in women's basketball. They are lower balcony tickets, and we've got a pair to give away today. We'll do it again tomorrow. We'll give a pair away tomorrow so people have an opportunity to come in and, and pick them up from the office. I think here, this being a Wednesday, it's too late to mail them to you. So we'll just put uh, put your name on them and put them out uh, at, at, out front. If you want them, if not, let me know, and we'll give away two pairs tomorrow. And I only say that because I know Dave, and I know he, he lives far away. So Dave and Sandy, congratulations for winning. Um, this is something I do oftentimes on the morning show. Haven't really used the pick-a-winner algorithm here on this afternoon show, and it worked out perfectly thanks to everybody who, who put in for uh, the tickets. And we'll do it again tomorrow with at least one pair. So we're down to our last minute and a, a good conversation on some analytics with baseball. Did Tom Brady unretire yet? Tom Brady is uh, still retired. Oh, that's good. 
He had I, unretired I, I by got, this time. I got the feeling. I know. I got hit 40 days, I think, is how long it lasted when he unretired last year. You must have been really bored. But I got the feeling that this is it. And I'd be surprised if he did something else in football. I bet he came back. I would be I would be very surprised. He can work like a tenth of the time and make twice as much money. Somebody Seems said, like a good deal. I don't know the 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 uh, the the soap opera part of it. Did did Giselle did they get divorced because he came back to play? I think so. Because some uh, people Jonas, think otherwise. Somebody made a made a comment this morning when this news broke. He goes, What what did Tampa Bay finish? Nine and eight or something? Eight and nine. Like, eight and nine. He lost he lost a marriage to a a, a supermodel for an eight it, and nine record. Eight, eight nine record and a blowout in the wild card yeah, round. Yeah. I mean that cuts. That hurts. But if that's what happened, I, I don't know. Anyway, thanks to uh again, Kyle Bjornstad, Anthony Gould. Who do we have on Ben Ferrer? Ben Ferrer and Angie Machado. Angie Machado. K-E-J-O Corvallis. And translator. K-229-D-I Corvallis. The home of the Beavers. 1240 Joe Radio.